Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Oh, good, man. You know, hanging in there. How you, you know, it's nothing to do nowadays. I mean, there's a lot to do from your house, right? Yeah, <laughs> they, they uh, Texas, they reverted back. They closed down everything. You know? Yeah. Hard. You know, what's funny. It's like um, people are, you know, I've been working this whole time at work. And so, and people are still clocking out and peeling out, you know, trying to get the hell out, out of, out of the work real quick. I'm like, where the hell, where the hell are they going? Are they going to be home for like another five minutes longer? You ain't going nowhere. There's nothing to freaking do. They trying to get to the crib. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Ain't no sports on TV. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. You know, you, you know, it's bad when you see people on Facebook. Hey, I need show ideas. What shows should, I mean, they watched everything already. Everything's freaking <laughs> the whole Netflix. Man, take a vacation. <laughs> That's what me and you did, right? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. I took mine before things kind of went reverted back, and you got in right when everything shut down again. Yeah, they shut it down while I was there, man, while I was on vacation. So it was crazy. So the first, yeah. we, so I went to Miami, and Steve texted me. He was like, man, they're shutting stuff down. And I'm like, you sure? So, yeah, we got there. Now, the first day, we landed on Thursday. They shut down everything for the weekend. But the first day, we were on the beach. We were enjoying it. And then oh, the nice. next day they shut it down. So it was like, at least we got the beach for a day. I ain't even mad at it. So Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, though. You know. So you did, you did the beach, uh, Miami Beach or South Beach? No, nah, we didn't do South Beach. We were like, forget it. We didn't want to drive 45 minutes because we stayed at the uh, at one of the uh, one of our condos. We just was like, forget it. we already right here on the beach. We had a nice room overlooking the beach. We just walked down there and kicked it. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, they shut it all down for the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, 4th of July, they shut it down, man. But other than that, you know, that's everything. Since we've been traveling, man, what you been up to in the real estate world? I know you sent me a few things, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I was um, I was trying to get this Grand Prairie deal. You know, I, I kind of, it was, it was one that I pulled out on because I wasn't sure about. And then it turns out, you know, I think it was, it's a good deal. After all, I asked the, um, <laughs> I reached out on, on Facebook. And uh, asked the uh, the other agent, the other side. I don't even know if that's allowed. Whatever, you know, whatever. Facebook. We rule and, breakers. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different world, man. You can drop right into the the what's Slide it called? The DMs. The DMs. The DMs. <laughs> so I just like, hey, you know, if they pull out of this deal, you know, let me know. We'd really like to buy it still. And and she actually hit me up, said, you know, I think they're having second thoughts, blah blah. So I'm cool. And so uh, I think they're. But they've been, you know, they they changed their mind again. They're gonna buy it. But the thing is, they've they've already delayed it like three times because of uh, they can't close and some sums up. And then the last I heard, they're waiting on some other piece of paper they need to close. Or and I was like, All right, whatever, hit me up if they don't close. But whatever, I'm still gonna do my thing. So. Yeah, I'm supposed to close on on one in twelve days, which I'm wondering how they pulled that shit off fast. Yeah, I was like, damn, for real. Because like when I first got into the deal, they were like, I'm going to be honest with you, you might have to wait 90 days to close. I'm like, I figure everything going on. I'm like, it's cool. And they hit me up uh, yesterday. They were like, yeah, yeah, you can close on the 22nd. I'm like, dang. <laughs> so I don't know. I was like, all right, we'll see. But yeah, I'm supposed to be closing on this. Uh, it's a really interesting unit I'm closing on. It's a uh, house. Yeah. 
But behind the house, like attached to the house, is a beauty salon. Oh. So I'm going to rent out my cousin's a beautician, and she's been fi- trying to find a new place. I'm going to rent it out to her, rent the beauty salon out to her for like a thousand a month, and then I'll Airbnb the front. So <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's a. But the only thing about beauty salons, like they were like my 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 um my sister's mom, she was like she's like the only thing about beauty salons is because she goes they use a lot of water. She goes, you might get three, four hundred dollar uh, water bills. I was like, damn. But it'll take care of everything. If we have the, I rented out the salon to them, and then I have another income from the Airbnb. I'm looking. My realtor was like, he was like, dude, I, I could see this thing probably cash flow at least three, four thousand cash flow. I was like, dang, so that'll put me closer <laughs> to my goal. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So that I close. I'm closing on that one, and then you know we're doing the rehab, and then I'm also doing a refi here. So yeah, man, things are things are moving. But. Now, if that if that beauty salon cuts too much into your cash, I know you figure out how to put a meter on that shit. <laughs> well, you, I wouldn't really meter the salon. I'd probably meter the house to offset. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd meter okay. the house, and then uh, right. I'd leave the salon because the salon's a business. I can't really stop that. So I was thinking yeah. about it, but or just charge more for it, you know. So. Nah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. But That's yeah, cool. man, it's been good though, man. Uh, so, oh, you were, you were trying to buy my condo. I thought about, you know, was man, I was getting frustrated because there's nothing out there, man. It's like no how. I mean, in this area where I look, I know you you look in Arkansas and you find some deals, but I've just been looking in this area and man, these little piece of shit houses are going for like big money. I'm like, man, this is not even right. And I started seeing, well, maybe I could do a condo. I started looking at condos for a little bit, and um. And so, yeah, I hit you up and you still had a condo. You're thinking about selling it. And I was like, oh, okay, I looked at it for a little bit. But um, I think I really do want a house. I do, I do want to do the house thing, you know? Yeah. Because uh, it's funny. Man, you must have gave me some bad luck. It's like a week after you wanted to buy it, my damn, uh, my tenant, he asked, he's moving back to his house. So I was like, damn. But <laughs> we got to rent it, though. We, uh, we just got a tenant yesterday. We a furnished finder, right? Quick, man. I put it on Furnish Finder at 24 hours. Man, I got like four inquiries on Furnish Finder today. Wow. I never got any, well, like maybe like one or two in the whole time I've been on there. Well, remember, it's a one-bedroom, one-bath condo in the dead That's middle what they of the want. Metroplex. Exactly. So it's in the dead middle of the Metroplex. And she's like, oh, yeah, I seen it. And she's like, I want it. She did the uh, application process, man. So she's dropping the deposit and be good to go. Going, but the thing about nurses, I would say be careful about protect yourself and protect them all of them like she came to me and told me straight up people are can't they're canceling their contracts so she was like can you do just a month a month with me and i was like yeah but i was like i put in the contract hey if you if your contract's canceled you have to show me proof and i'll allow you to break out you know what i mean you can go ahead and leave Mm. but uh, other than that though man yeah just kind of put some things in those leases to protect yourself right now were you able to get a little bit more rent on it no, I just charged the regular, the 16. Same. Yeah, the 16. Okay. Regular. So I was like, I ain't gonna, especially right in these times, I'm like, let me go ahead and just make the money while, you know. Oh, yeah, secure money. Yeah, it takes the for show money, not some more money, you know. <laughs> That's how I, I talked to you, dive into the thing that me and you were texting back and forth and they come up with this thing called the Burr B&B. Oh. And that's kind of like a mica strategy. Because I asked you, I was like, well, if you can do the Burr, you know, I'd, Banks want to see like you have long, you know, traditionally they want to see you have like long-term renters, right? Yeah. 
And so I was like, are you going to like long-term it first and then, you know, turn it into an Airbnb after you get it refied? And you say, no, nah, I mean, most banks are cool with it now. Banks are cool with it, but this is what I'm going to do. Honestly, this is the little slick piece that I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to rent it to my LLC on a year lease and then let my LLC re-Airbnb it because the LLC is where all the money comes in anyway. So they, they just see Airbnb income from the LLC and that helps, helps me on the tax side. So it, either way, they'll, they'll see a one-year lease. So if they, oh, okay. I, I'll either show them the, the uh, what's it called? I'm like, here's the short-term rental. They're like, oh, we want to see a year lease? Cool, here's the year lease. It was signed on this day. Boom. And I already got the refinancer set up so I can refinance in December. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wait a few months, huh? Yeah, yeah. You gotta, man, so I've been listening to our friend um, Will Coleman. Will, uh, we met him at the uh, meetup. And he was like, and he has a new podcast. Go check it out, Ram CRE. Um, he was talking about it. And I, he, I hit him up, and he, he was saying, like, yeah, man, you got to look at talk to multiple banks when you're trying to refi. He goes, because some of them have different seasoning periods. Some people say wait a year, two years, three years. Some say mm. six months. Some say three months. Depends on which bank you're with. Um, but if you get a good relationship with a bank, you should be able to refi in, like, six, three to six months. Six months is the shortest that I've seen in this time period with Kobe going around. But – yeah, it's always good to establish a relationship with a bank, though, for sure. Okay, so you're closing this month in July. Um, yeah. And then and so, the people I'm refinancing with are the people that are going to do the refinance in December. So okay. I have a good relationship with them. So like five months. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. So the, the, now, the, the what? It's one thing I'm kind of worried about. I'm doing a little bit too many transactions at one time. So I'm like, man, I'm hoping I can pull this refinance off and close on this house this month. I'm like, I've done it before where I've closed on a time period where ain't nothing hitting my credit, but I have to see. Oh, okay. okay. You know? And that's what I'm like, man, after this, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I need to do some subject to deals, man. Because, yeah, this, these credit pools is, fuck. <laughs> real man these credit pools it's like damn man you gotta go through credit i'm like man it'd be so much easier to buy a house without credit but yeah aj our buddy aj he's all the subject to guru man straight up it might buy his program <laughs> i will sure like seriously because yeah. i you really see with if you do stuff with your own money it does hold you back yeah yeah big time it holds you back we're limited we're at the mercy of the banks yeah, and it's far. Like, oh, go ahead. So people, people that um, you know, they they've been with the show for a while. Today's like this is like an episode where me and Mike could just you know go back and forth, BS, talk about our you know what's going on in our in our in our world. So we do touch on Airbnb and stuff and and short term rentals, but like that the Burr BNB for those that don't know what the Burr is, it's it stands for it's like an acronym. It stands for buy, rehab, rent out, um, refinance, and repeat. Mm-hmm. And so how, and so it's a way to keep using that same dollar over and over again to buy, you know, multiple properties. It's the yeah, the velocity of money is pretty cool. And so yeah, bigger pockets, you know, who started that off. I mean, it's been going on for a long time, but bigger pockets put a, put a name to it. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, I was saying, oh, so Michael's doing the burr B and B because he's burring it. You know, he's doing the burr process, but B and B in the house is making even more money than a burr would make. So. Yeah, even if you refinance, you know, when you refinance, it kind of raises your what you're paying, you know what I'm saying? But you pull money out. But 
he offsets that big time because he made it into an Airbnb. And the cool part about it is I'm actually not paying that much because I'm only paying the rehab cost per month because I'm, I'm doing the, so I, uh, I did a refinance, I pulled cash out of one of my properties and then I was able to use that same money to buy another house cash. I bought the house cash. There's no holding costs except for taxes and insurance. And I'm using to flip the house. I'm using a business line of credit. So really all I'm paying off every month is taxes, insurance, and the business line of credit and the business line of credit. It has it as a, it's at 4%. It's a 4% interest rate. So I can Airbnb this property and I can probably pay off most of the debt that I'm going to get in. So I'm looking at right now, the dude came and said he could rehab it for 17 K so I'm like, man, but he said there's a few things that he missed. So he, he's going to do another uh, estimate on us, but he's a real good dude. So if I, if I can get him for like 25, I'm in there. Cause I remember I estimated for 50 K a 50 K rehab. Mm. That's what we put in the budget. I was like, we'll, we'll do it at 50 K, but if he can do it at 30, I'm <laughs> winning, you know? Of course you didn't tell him you had a 50 K budget. Did you? Oh, of, course not. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. You know, every but, number he throws at you, you got to be like, damn, that's, Oh, that's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like 20k <laughs> <laughs> you know so but yeah, other than, yeah but other than that you know it's been good though yeah that bird b it's funny after i dropped a video like a two weeks ago talking about how to use the sba money and i said you can use it to burr a house you know for your re- rehab because you can say hey this is a part of operations you know because you can't use the loan to um grow Buy your business pump. So our guy Travers hit me up. He goes, hey, you using that money to burn? I was like, yeah. He goes, that's what I'm doing. I was like, yeah, that's the way to go. You know, <sighs> use the government's money to, you know, keep on building, you know. So Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so, so, so the burr B&B tactic. And so, you, you know, it's, it's a, I guess you're seeing, because you were, you were all about arbitraging for a minute, right? Yeah, and I might have to hop back in. Go ahead, though. I might touch yeah. Well, cause I mean, it's, I mean, I guess what I'm seeing, cause like, of course you can have, it's, it's always better to, to own the property. Right. Cause then, you know, so you, you're building, actually you're building your wealth, but, and I, I had mentioned it, I sent you a text message cause I was thinking about, about the whole Joe Rogan thing, you know, I'll tie it all together. But, um, <laughs> Joe Rogan, as I put on there, I told you, I sent it, I said, um, he's an actor, comedian. Uh, MMA broadcaster and podcaster, you know, so he's got all these buckets, man, all these different ways of making money. Right. And, um, of course, shitload of advertising, but anyways, <laughs> I said, um, I said, well, you know, when COVID came, most everybody, most everybody's got like one thing that they're getting most of their money from, right. Yeah. Or all their money from, I mean, that's just how the world operates. And so, but he's got all these different sources. So, okay. COVID shut down shut down acting, shut down the studios, boom. There's no money coming in for these, these actors. You know, a lot of them barely make any money as it is. Okay, comedians shut down all the comedy clubs, can't make money there. Uh, sports, all the sports shut down, you know. I mean, they're kind of starting to MMA back up. But, yeah, you can't make money there. So he's like, ah, he goes out and signs a $100 million contract to do for his podcast to be on Spotify. So this is like I was saying, he went out and made $100 million off his side, side, side hustle. <laughs> like, <laughs> Five streams of income, bro. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. 
that's powerful, man. I was like, that's inspiring. I mean, shit. I mean, you, there's no excuses. People, oh, you know, my job, and we're screwed, and you should have had other ways to bring remember income we, in. Remember when we talked about that? I think a while ago. We were like, <clears throat> I think you were like, if you have five houses, I'd look at that. You said that's five streams of income, and I said, I kind of look at it like that. I said, I look at it as, I look at real estate, like real estate is one stream of income, even if you have like 10 houses, right? Because really the economy might be able to tank you out, you know what I'm saying? Or something happens, you know? And mm-hmm. then like, let's say I have a consulting firm or a restaurant. I said, that's how I look at it. But then that, that's like Joe Rogan's the perfect example. Like dude has podcast, comedy, a damn, what is it? He's a MMA broadcaster. They took out most of them, but they couldn't take out the podcast. Like, it's still producing. Like, he, he that, Joe Rogan's just the true definition of, you know, having those multiple streams of income straight up. Different buckets. Different buckets. Man. And so I was, I was doing, I was like inspired by Joe Rogan. I was like, my buckets. And um, so obviously I have long term rentals, right? Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I'll touch on this a little bit, a little bit. I'll have me some um, STR arbitra- arbitrages, some short-term rental arbitrages, which I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And 401k, I kind of count that because, you know, I've got a little stack, little stack of money that I, use, I can use to buy houses and stuff. Um, and it's growing. You know, hopefully it keeps growing. Individual stocks. I'll touch on this too a little bit. I'm, I'm starting this um, fract- buying fractional shares. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Bitcoin. I'm going to start. I'm going to start, you know, putting a little bit, a little bit of change in Bitcoin. And I'll explain that too, you know, because the government's printing money like it's freaking monopoly money. So we got to, you got to, you got to find somewhere else to put your money right now because that's going to be worthless paper. Uh, and job income and uh, business income. If I do start me a business, which I'm trying to looking into right now. And also what I was thinking, doing, uh, getting my real estate license and actually selling houses. Cause um, it's as as look. I'll, I'll ask you because you're about acquisitions now. You know, that's that's your big big love, right? You said you love acquisitions, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes you like you talk to different agents. You're like, man, I know this. I know more. I know more about houses than this freaking agent. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> like, well, I could I could be selling houses, man. Anyways, I was like, that could be another thing. Even if I don't do it all the time, I mean. And and I'll touch on this too um, about the selling houses thing. I was like, man, you know, I got sometimes I get rent uh, people renting out my houses, and I'm, shit. And and I learned this from a, a guy on Bigger Pockets. He said, he said, buy from me, and you can tear up your lease. You heard you heard that before? Uh-uh. What that mean? Well, well, this guy, he buy and he's a, he does a lot of real estate in this area too. He likes to buy houses in high end areas, right? And renting them out long term. Like South Lake, he's big on South Lake, and um, oh, <laughs> yeah, expensive houses. Boy. He rents them out he, for a lot of money, but he always tells them, "Listen, you know, you're signing a one-year lease, you're signing whatever lease." Because if you buy from us, because his wife's a real estate agent, if you buy, you use my wife and you buy you a house, you know, you could buy this one or you could buy another one. You know, we'll tear up your lease today. And so it kind of he makes money on the boom written out end, uh, okay. and then when they go buy it, and of course if someone's written a high end house, you know three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar house, they're probably going to look for that. So yeah, I'll tear up your lease. You can go find another. You know, my wife will buy you. You know, you buy through us, and you can tear it up, get out of your lease today. You know, that's that ties a lot of people up too. Ah, I can't really look till you know I can't look till next year because I'm I'm locked into this year long lease you know kind of thing oh, and um that's so a he's smart strategy man yeah so 
buy from me and then tear up your lease. And I'm like, man, I could start doing that too. Start renting out houses. And hey, man, I'm a real estate agent. If you ever want to buy this one or next one, you know, let me know. about real estate agent, man. It's time consuming. It is. It is. You got to build that up, man. Like you got to, you got to analyze. Like even when Mahogany was going through it, like now she found her niche in health, but like that's a tough, that's a tough thing to do. You got to really spend a like year, two year building it up. Right, right. You got to really take off in it after that. But yeah, man. But I'd really like to be one that works with, um, with investors. You know, that's what I would like to do because we kind of network and we know a lot of investors and shit. I'd like to be in that kind of world, you know? And these investors I'm talking to, man, like I was talking to, who was it? The last meetup we were talking to. I think I was talking to, I forgot his name. He's like a mentor to me too. I forgot his name, but he, I was talking to him and he was like, man. Oh, you turned way up. I'm about that. He was just like, I don't even like talking to realtors. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, I don't even like dealing with them. He was like, they're useless. I was like, damn. But some of the stuff he kind of, he kind of had a good point on. And it was like, man, they're just kind of turning useless on us. So. Yeah, that could be, yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll be, you know, I'll know both sides of the thing. So I'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, did I put another one on there? Um, Wholesaling. I'd like to, I mean, it'd be cool to make quick bucks if you find some, find a deal that doesn't work for us, you know, and the people, you started off trying to wholesale back in the day, right? That was, that was, when you, but that was back when you were just starting to get your feet with real estate. Yeah. And a lot of people say that's, and people say, oh, it's an easy way to get in, blah, blah. Because, well, actually wholesaling is probably for more seasoned, more experienced people in real estate. And really? That's, that's what I, that's what I've been hearing that dude, they know, you know, I guess, what did you do? Door knocking? Door knocking, driving for dollars. Like to me, that's like a full blown hustle. Yeah. It's a hustle. Um honest, yeah, it's a hustle. You you kinda yeah, I will say this. If you are seasoned, the deals are more likely to come to you. And then you can just say, if I want this, oh, I don't want to buy it, I can hold I can wholesale it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. You, you can you can look at it like that too. So those are just things that I envision in my bucket, different things that I, I might do, not do all of them, but those are like ones that I would, I would seriously consider. So yeah, bucket. cash flow buckets, you know, different buckets of cash flow. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's a good way to have it. You know what I'm saying? Have your different bucket. Cause I, once I get enough passive income, I think my whole goal is to educate the community on real estate passive income and all that you know like i can do a little bit of it now you know because where me and mahogany have come because she's real big on her health journey right now and fitness journey you know things like that so Mm -hmm. that's another bucket for me because i eventually want this stuff to be able to take off so i can just do what i love full time straight up man. and that is that educating people educating people oh cool how you do it you know what i'm saying like especially people like in lower income communities, things like that. No, mm-hmm. no, a lot of things, a lot of, um, with the buckets thing, going mm-hmm. back to that real quick, I'd love as many of them to be, um, passive as possible. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So long terms, that's pretty damn passive. I, you know, that it's pretty passive. I, I do manage them every now and then I have to do something, but it's pretty passive and I could even outsource that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and about that too. Short-term arbitrages. I'm actually getting with um, SDG Sarah Doan Gladwell on uh, doing some arbitrage business. Mm-hmm. So she she's in Michigan currently, but she'll be back here in um, in August, and so we're gonna go look at some places, and and she's gonna hook me up. Okay. And um, 
you know, 401k is passive into stock investing. That, uh, that's pretty passive Bitcoin, uh, job. Eh, that's the only thing eh, I want to scratch that one off the list. I don't want that job one on there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> business income. And you can build a business that's passive, whatever you, whatever you want to build, you know, you can build a lawn care business. You can build a, you know, whatever stuff that we talked about before now, selling houses. You, you're, you know, if I'm an agent, you're right. That's, that's, you can kind of turn that into a passive thing. If you kind of, what do you like Keller Williams or something where you can own your own thing and you have people working under you and they're the ones making the, you know, making you money. I guess you can turn it into a passive thing. Um, wholesaling. Yeah. I don't know. You can make that passive too. I guess there's a way to do that. But anyways, I just want, I just, yeah, this is all about, we're doing all this for our freedom, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to have some passive because, man, I'm, you know, currently I'm reading the book, The 4-Hour Work Week, and I'm about halfway through it, man. That shit inspired the hell out of me. And he, like, <laughs> he goes in, like, and he gives you step-by-step guides on, okay, if you want to make this passive, this is how you do it. This is where you need to go. Man, because right now, man, this last week, I've been making training videos for a concierge service, like a VA concierge service, because, man, we got killed this month with reservation requests. Like I wasn't expecting the, everything to come back and I had to have my systems in place. Mm. And like we made this month, this is how many reservations we've gotten. We've made more this month than we had the past three months due to COVID and everything bounced back. And we already knew it was going to bounce back, man, it bounced back hard, like quick, like, Hey, people are traveling. So Man, I gotta get I gotta get my concierge service up. I gotta have them answer phone calls. And man, that book is before I work. We've helping me do it. And you know, making my goal is to make everything passive except for what I love. What you love to do is passive because if you're doing what you love, you never work a day in your life. You know, so right, that's right. pretty much how I want to how I want to be. Yeah, that's a good book. I I listened to it on audio audio book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> While um, it was still on YouTube, it got yanked from YouTube. But, you know, every now and then you can find a whole books on YouTube. But mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as yeah. the, the book, the, you know, the people who did the books find out about it, they can, it gets pulled from there. But I was able to listen to it. It was, it was very inspiring. And it just, it, it changes your perspective on things, you know, what, mm-hmm. about what hustle is. And most, think most people do like busy work. Oh, I'm going to do busy work all freaking day. I think they're actually accomplishing nothing. Yeah. Which they ain't. It's just busy work. Mm-hmm. You're just making it harder for yourself to succeed. Straight up. So. Yeah. And that's what he really pushes. And I like that. Cause he's like, man, just cause you're busy, just cause you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> that's the truth, man. Just cause you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. So yeah. Right, right. Book to read. I love Tim, Tim Ferriss, man. He's, he's the man, dude. He's, yeah. you listen to his podcast? No, I really don't. Oh. I don't listen to many podcasts, man. Yeah. You kind of got off the podcast game, right? I, I listen to him like, but after that I got to do like, I either read books and then I, take action to it. Like I'll read books and I take action. I like what you said that you're listening, you listen to jazz now while you're doing work. Yeah. That's pretty yep. cool. Is it like, like a smooth kind of yeah. smooth jazz? Like smooth jazz, no mute, no yeah. words, man. You listen to jazz, man. It'll help you get stuff done. Like it's I, brain I, I, firing off. Yeah. Yeah. And it like, you turn it low, turn some jazz on real low. I've been doing it in my office and my hobby's been doing it in hers. Productivity goes just mm. straight through the roof. Nice, nice. Yeah, because um, I think I think your buddy said something about oh, you need to put on that New Orleans jazz. I was like, oh, that's a little too, that's a little too crazy. <laughs> like, oh, no, that's yeah. that my boy Raheem. It's funny he was just texting me. That's all I responded <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah. I actually like I like some New Orleans jazz. Actually, comes through with the Pandora. 
you know, because uh, I don't really know jazz artists. Yeah, so I yeah. have to, um, I had to just turn on Pandora. But the funny thing is, back when I was going to the office every day, the guy who works in the office right next to me, he always has jazz music going, man. But he plays an instrument. But he's productive, man. You're, it puts you in such a productive mindset. I love jazz, man. I, and it's funny because my dad used to always listen to it. Every time he gets in his car, he listens to jazz. But it put oh, him to nice. sleep, too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to wake him up a few times. <laughs> No, that's cool, man. Get you in the zone. Yeah. Um, so what all buckets do you what are you planning on having? Buckets. My real estate bucket. Uh mahogany's health bucket. That's two. My conversation. See, that's bucket. oh you you combining it with hers. Got you know. two. It's a it's an empire. Oh, okay. 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 Empire. Got two. So her bucket, my bucket, that was like so my real estate, my consulting. Um, and then, like, you know, eventually I'll do stuff passively where I can, you know, put my brand, brand myself, you know what I'm saying? Be mm-hmm. a business, you know, just brand myself. But, yeah. But I ain't got too many buckets. It ain't too much. I just want to build enough passive to where I can just 100% do what I love, just helping people. Nice, nice. Now, how, 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 is, um, how does Mahogany plan to make money in the fitness world? Oh, she already doing it, man. She's got like 25, 28 clients. Oh, no 28, yeah, she got 28 clients. Some come over, some don't. Some she does online. Um, she sells her supplements, all that, man. If y'all, yeah, if y'all need to get in shape, man, my God, definitely look her up because she, uh, like her body transformation is absolutely insane. She, like from when she started to now, she tr- absolutely transformed her body. Like he, she's very- So personal training is her, how she make her money. Personal training, consulting, uh, selling supplements, yeah, all of it. She gonna make a, her own workout video. I'm trying to get her to do that. <laughs> I was like, if you make your own workout videos, and I'm gonna uh, actually make it passive because I'm gonna make a course. I'm gonna help her to make a course if she wants to do it. But yeah, Sean T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out there with Sean T. You know, but <laughs> hey, does he own that? Does he own? No, that? no. But he's a millionaire. He's a multi-millionaire for that. I'm sure they gave him a big fat bonus for that shit. For real? I looked it up. He's worth about $10 million. It's pretty good, you know. Doing oh, fit. yeah. Pretty good. It's pretty good. And, I didn't um, know he was ma- but I, I figured he was making money, but I was wondering, okay, yeah, they probably got him onto a big ass. He does money. a lot of different videos, though. Yeah. And um, I guess that's Beachbody. You can get her in. Yeah, get her in touch with Beachbody, man. Maybe they could, you know. Yeah. Get her own Have video her own one day. We'll yeah. See. Because yeah, my, my wife, it's funny because my wife looked up. You've, you've, you've watched Insanity before, right? What is it? Insanity. That's yeah, I, Sean T's. I've tried Insanity, man. That's the next level. It's hard. I used to do it, man. I used to do it back when I was in shape. But anyways, um, there's, there's an Asian uh, lady on there. Yep. And you, yeah, you know her? Well, yep. she actually lives, I think she, what's north of Frisco? That's um, Princeton? Um, You're moving go. What's north of? It's sounds like is it sounds like Capel or at Capel's on the other side. Okay, that's the other side. Okay, anyways, north of Frisco, it's, it's a nice, really nice area. Yeah, if you live north and of Frisco, you live in a nice area. She started, she started following her, and she found out oh, she lives over here in Dallas, or you know, north of Frisco. And um, and she just they just had this big ass freaking mansion looking house. Too. I think her husband was on on one of the videos too. He was one of the the fitness, you know, one of the guys in the doing yeah. all the fitness stuff, you know. And um, and Shanti's husband was on there too. Mm-hmm. So 
and it was like ah, I forgot. Anyways, she lives here. They have a big house together, so it, it pays. I mean, there's money in it. There's a lot of money in it. Yeah, it does. Uh, but yeah, man, so there's so many hustles out there, you know, and things are starting to come back. Well, they started to come back. I don't know how long we're gonna be in this pandemic situation. <laughs> I ain't tripping on it too hard as long as the <laughs> bank's still giving out money. Um, but I was going to tell all the Airbnb hosts, well, the short-term rental hosts, Airbnb hosts, cover your ears. Y'all ain't going to hear what I'm about to say. But the people that run short-term rentals and run it as a business, be careful because Airbnb just said they're going to stop using the emails. Um, and I think a huge reason for that is because the people sending like direct booking links through those emails um, I don't do it anymore. I, I haven't done it at all because what happened was I had set it up to go and then they sent that email out. I'm like, yo, I'm pu I pulled it. Um, for the people that want direct bookings who are using Airbnb, hey, this after you book with Airbnb and you want to come back, if you want to encourage them to book directly, use SMS and use text messaging. You can set it up automatic to be automatic through your porter. So, uh, yeah, they're banning people. I just, my guy Zach got banned from Airbnb because uh, he was – trying to get payment directly don't advertise through airbnb don't be airbnb's gatekeeper if people book through airbnb and if people are coming to you through airbnb just take it through airbnb and get them on the other side you know just get them on the next one but yeah uh but yeah be careful because they're banning people unless you have enough direct booking clientele to where you don't give a damn and you just like yo come book with me you know but yeah yeah man man so you were you had mentioned something like about um airbnb cleaners now they're doing airbnb cleaners yeah they uh, who did they partner with somebody i think handy they partnered with handy where you can use one of their cleaners and get it autom i don't know if you can get it automated but you can use one of their covid19 certified special cleaners or something so oh that sounds expensive i don't know see, and i haven't checked it you know I mean, probably i don't know if yeah it might be expensive you know so but yeah you and think Coming up with different. I've been saying if Airbnb got into the cleaning business, they'd be off the chain. If they provided cleaners for the host. Well, that's the thing. But the thing that they're focused on, their one thing, you know, and, and they let other people do all the other stuff for them. That's, that's, that's a good way to do it too, you know. Don't want to, I guess, spread yourself too thin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be like, like Sears Roebuck where you sell, <laughs> you sell dresses and you sell hammers, you know, with the, you yeah. sell everything store and then they got torn apart whenever and all these little specialty stores started tearing them up you know that's true that's yeah they're out they're, they're on the way out but yeah so airbnb just focused on all right we're doing the short-term rental things through people's houses whatever and yeah you want to do a cleaning service that's someone else you know they outsource everything else it's a third party everything else facts yeah, yeah that's a good way to look at it man yeah covid millionaires and billionaires There'll be a lot of them right i believe so I believe people about to get on, you know, I, I've been trying my best to get on during this time, man. I've been seeing, I was like, man, I, I I just put myself where I was the last recession. I was on my uncle's couch. I'm like, fuck it. I ain't doing this shit again. So, <laughs> <laughs> real, man, you got to look back at where you were at the last one. Now you, you know more, you know, it's been what, 12 years. So yeah. Wow. Like, you come a long way. Yeah. People still losing their jobs, man. So it's just tough out there. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm in the aviation industry, the airline industry. So um, they've already kind of sent out a warning, a warning letter, you know, yeah. more chops are coming. You know, I don't know if it's going to get to me, whatever. I ain't worried either way. You know, I got my, my hustles going on. Yeah. You know, I think we'll be all right. Plus, you know, nothing wrong with sitting in unemployment for a while. 
Too bad we won't. <laughs> the six hundred, the six hundred a week's gonna expire soon. Man, oh um, man, yeah. Oh, damn, it's too late. I was gonna tell people, man, get them pay, the paycheck protection. That not not the PPP, but the actual. Next time you're on a job, get a um, yeah, paycheck protection insurance. And pay them oh, about, okay, like forty bucks a month. But yeah, man. I mean, I I, I tried to say give y'all some bread. You know, I flew American uh, to to Miami. You know. It was twenty two dollars, but you know. <laughs> I know you gave some crumbs. And gave <laughs> you know, I gave him twenty two bucks. You know, <laughs> was it was the plane full? Oh yeah, it was actually. It was a couple. No, okay, going there, it wasn't as packed. There was a few empty rows, but coming back, man, people went mm. to Miami that weekend. Man, they were like, you know, so I was masked up. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Someone cough on the plane, you're everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, you, you cough <laughs> on the plane, bro. Hey, it's funny because it was a dude in the uh, <laughs> it was a dude in the airport. We we were in DFW and we were sitting down. You know, everyone's kind of trying to social distance, and uh, everybody was social distancing. And it was a guy. I think he worked at the airport. And we were like sitting there charging our phone, and he didn't have his mask on. He took his mask off to eat, but after he was done eating, he was just still sitting there chilling. He coughed like three or four times and talking everybody in there were like there's <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look, this dude ain't got on a mask. I was like, oh shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you can't cough in public no more, man. <laughs> no, up. you can't. Sneeze, forget about it. Ooh, no. I, I I had to sneeze a few times. I put on my mask. I, oh, that you know, I, sucks. I held it in. <laughs> Cause I've been having, I had allergies real bad, you know. And, you know, people ain't taking them chances, bro. You sneeze or cough, boys. <laughs> yeah, especially oh, in the, especially in an airplane, all that recycled air, you know. <sighs> ain't no windows in an airplane. Oh, there is, but you can't open them. Yeah, cause I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm like really staying home for two weeks. I was like, man, I'm gonna quarantine for two weeks. Like we're quarantined for two weeks just in case. Only will the real reason we're quarantined is because. So you know, Mahogany had her first photo shoot with. A, that's another way she makes money. She had her first photo shoot with a fitness company. So we're cool. We're in Miami, and the girl posts in their group like, "Oh, by the way, I just tested positive for COVID." So oh. Now the fucking, the fucking, now the fucking, uh, the damn. <laughs> excuse me for cussing, but the damn photo shoot was like two weeks prior. So I'm like, "What?" And we're right uh, next to this girl because we're all right next to her. I'm like, "Damn, bros!" But we ain't experienced like no symptoms yet, so we like we good for now. But damn. And we're already in Miami when she tells us this. I'm like, man, we just got on this plane and shit. So I'm like, I don't know what it is, but Damn, that sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, but was she that, was she asymptomatic or was she No, she was on bed rest, man. She oh, posted it on Instagram how bad she was doing, you know, feeling numb, lost her taste or smell. Oh man. Yeah, the guy that was um the the roofer guy, and that's I think I told you about him. Mm-hmm. But you know, I got two of my roofs done on my houses and um and it was you know i've been in contact with him he did you know lets me know about the progress and he said oh he you know when we were in padre a few weeks back um they he, him and his family and then some other you know friends and family met up over there in austin and so they were there for they were there for like the you know long weekend they went they went kind of bar hop. this is back when everything was kind of opening back up so they went bar hopping a little, you know, bar hopping. They went down the river, you know, tubing down the river and stuff. So there was thousands of people. And he said of the group of 20 of them, 17 of them came back with COVID. <laughs> so, what? Did he, did he have it? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the 17 that got it, man. 
he said he said it didn't hit him like super hard. He said on a scale of one to ten, he probably felt like the three in being sick, mm-hmm. but he lost his taste and smell. And he said he was worried about that because, like he said, about the doctors told him about two percent of people that that lose it never get it back. So he's but he's slowly starting to get his taste and smell back. That's some crazy shit, man. <laughs> See, now, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do they know you never get it back if it's just a new pandemic? Like, how do you know? I don't, I don't know. But that's hey, a good question. I ain't gonna lie. I've been making sure I can taste shit. To see, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got it. I, was... <laughs> <laughs> I can even do that. You taste that? And, you know, make sure. You know. <laughs> you, know you should I, mess I, with her. Get some like flavorless ice cream and say, "Man, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> you, what do you mean you can't taste this? This is cherry right here. <laughs> You know, but yeah, it's been crazy with this COVID thing. Though. You know, I think to me, this is how I'm looking at it. I was like, we're probably all going to get it. Oh, well, you know, fuck, deal with it. And no, it sucks, you know, but, but, but you know, you've been living total fear. Hopefully we won't get it, but chances are we're probably going to get it because some motherfucker at work is going to spread it. Honestly, know? this is my honest opinion on it. And this is what me and Mahogany have been saying, like, I'm not saying to open up everything. I think the elderly need to, you know, be careful with the elderly. But at some point, everybody's going to have to get it. And the people that get over it, get over it. And the people that don't, you know, because the, the, it seems at the moment from what I've been hearing, it seems to be killing the weaker immune systems. And I, I just, man, I just, I hate that. But it seems like unless they develop a vaccine, and I don't know if anybody just about to be running down to the doctor for no vaccine, you know, it's like, you know, but right, right. Know. Oh, that's true. So, pretty crazy. I had mentioned earlier the, <laughs> you know, we talk about everything on the show. I mentioned the the fractional shares, and you, you know what that is, where you can buy pieces of companies now. And, you know, like for example, Amazon costs whatever. You know, what is it? I don't know. I don't even know. Like a thousand dollars a share or three thousand dollars, whatever. It's expensive as fuck. But, <laughs> but so I'm not gonna go out and buy one freaking share. Ah, oh, you know, maybe ten dollars. Um, so you can buy little pieces of it. You can buy anything from one dollar all the way up to the whole share. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, I'm like, I'm setting up a little, a little Stevie mutual fund, Stevie Stacks mutual fund. So I bought all the Fang stocks. You know, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, um, Apple. That was the G. Google. And uh, bought some other ones. And I just have like a little, it's kind of like you can build your own mutual fund. Yeah. You know, with a, a zero fee. There's no fees anymore to buy or sell stocks. And so you can, instead of, instead of paying someone to do you a mutual fund, you know, or even index funds or whatever, they still charge you a little bit. Yeah. You can build your own, how you want to set it up. Someone's not performing, get rid of it, put another one in. You know, you kind of follow it. It's it's kind of like a way to do a mutual fund with zero fees, and that's uh, dude. You can't beat way that. to make money. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that. At you know, all. so hey. far I'm making pretty good money. But have you I thought about getting into forex? Or I was that. I thought it was a scheme. <laughs> I've seen people make money off of, but you know, you know when when something's like hot in the market. You know, people, man, that's what they do. They turn it into a scheme or they, oh, I know how to do it. Just give me X amount, which I don't knock that hustle at all. That's, right. that's, that's the hood hustle. You know what I'm saying? I don't never knock a man's hustle. That's how you get it. Right. I just try to find people I know doing it and then I go from there. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I see those commercials during the YouTube videos I'm watching and see the Forex, and I'm like, I ah, have some kind of, you know, pyramid scheme crap. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, it's legit. It's too much money. I've tried options before, just like going up, you know, betting on a stock's going to go up or betting on a stock's going to go down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, I was making, made a few hundred real quick. I was like, oh, man, I know what I'm doing. I lost it all. You know, it's just because it's gambling, man. It's, it's high stakes leveraged gambling. You know, you got to really know what you, you got to really know how to get in and out quick, you know, because you're just disappear in five, in five seconds, it's gone. <laughs> that Bitcoin thing too, bro. But the, I just can't. I just can't invest in something I don't understand. Like that's my thing with Bitcoin. I'm gonna send you something on Bitcoin that is a really cool. It's a cool. Um, it's a write up to as a podcast I, I heard on it, and he kind of breaks it down really good. And um, what makes it valuable is it's that it's um, scarcity, right? There's yeah. only so many that's ever gonna exist of Bitcoin. Kind of like what makes gold valuable. You know, okay. it's they can mine and try to get more and they might get a little bit. I mean, but you're not going to just say, okay, everybody start digging for gold and you're going to find a whole shitload of gold. You know, the scarcity is what makes it valuable. Mm -hmm. And their argument is, well, what's a dollar? What's a dollar in your pocket? You know, it is whatever the government says it's worth and they can just print out a shitload more and then your dollar ain't worth nothing no more. You know, someone's controlling that. It's not, it's not finite, you know, it mm -hmm. can be, you can make as much as they want of it and do, do crazy shit with it. But, with this Bitcoin, it's just, it's always going to be that amount. It's going to be, you know, no more, no less. And so, um, that's they're, they're, it, the way you explain it to me, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to go up like, like crazy. Cause especially with people right now, they don't, man, you'd be stupid to try to just collect a whole bunch of cash. Cause the way the government's printing cash, dude, it's just, it's just making it worthless. And it's just getting bad out there with the cash play right now. Yeah, man, definitely invest in something. I'm, I'm, Every dollar I got, I'm investing. <laughs> I'm investing my ass off right now, man. For real. I'm using every bit of line of credit I can use, flipping it. Yeah, I would definitely, you know. What do Grant Cardone say? What? Cash is trash. <laughs> cash is trash. For real. Cash, cash flow, flow is king. Is king. Cash flow is king. Cash is trash, man. Cash flow is king. Cash is trash. That is the truth. Right Literally. Now. Because I really learned that reading that book, um, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. No. What's the last book I read? It wasn't The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. Anyways, think, he was talking about- Thinking Real Rich. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no. I'm think, I, thinking Real Rich. Then I read the Man, I've been reading so many books. The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. So The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, he was like, man, you got to know what healthy cat, what a healthy return on investment is. He goes, if it's over 13, he goes, 20% is a real good return on investment. So, like with my timeshares, I- flip the script i make sure if i put them on airbnb i get a 20 percent return on investment on my money so i'm like man if i do that over the next 10 20 years i'm like man i can that can look good for me in the future so yeah oh yeah compound interest too yep there you go so yeah the um here's, here's something that crossed my mind mm -hmm. that that's gonna all right every state's gonna be bankrupt because of this stupid covid shit right Every state. marijuana states. This, that's where I was going with it, man. <laughs> COVID is going to bring on the legalization of weed and I would say gambling too. They're going to have to, states are going to start dancing with the devil, man. Because they got to pay their shit. They got to figure out ways to, to, manage the, to manage the books. I mean, they can't just keep holding out their hand to Big Papa Gov and say, hey, print out some more money. Give us some more money. Give us some more money. 
they got to figure out ways to balance their books, man. So I think that, um, like you said, weed, you know, weed states, I think more states are going to become legal because of this. And, um, and I think gambling too, because you shit, you make a lot of money in gambling. dude. Lot of I'm going to say this. I don't think some of these states are going to take on the marijuana thing. I just truly don't. I can see the blue states doing it because the blue states are losing more money being shut down than the red states. I don't see the reds. Oh man, I don't know how many. I mean, Arkansas is a red state. It got, it just got. Uh, they did just get a medical marijuana facility, but I mean, it might, it might, but it just seems like these red states slow to adapt to that. <laughs> they slow to adapt to it, man. They like hell no nah, marijuana, but maybe it'll come around. I think I think Texas got a dispensary now, right? Out in the middle of Did nowhere, it? Midland or somewhere. Really. I think I had to look it up though. I'm don't don't quote me on that, but I, I weed I is not legal here, man. The weed is not legal here at all. Yeah, they ain't they ain't messing around with the weed thing, man. But yeah, these these blue states though, man, that's that's where they making it, you know. But I could definitely see more blue states being like, forget it, let's start slanging some weed, you know. <laughs> 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 gotta do something, man. Yeah, we gotta do something, man. It, it, it's funny, like like in a way, you know. For for like one of us to be like, man, I gotta support my family. I gotta do something, man. Shit, I gotta sell it's illegal something. We get our ass thrown in jail, right? Oh, yeah. our States would be like the same thing, man. We gotta bounce these books. <laughs> we gotta start selling some weed. Well, <laughs> they can do it. Oh, <laughs> what you think the crack epidemic was? Oh, shit, Let's get some bodies in prison, but hey, ain't gonna touch on it. But you know, yeah, the the prison comp. The what's it called? The private, private prison, prison complex. complex. Oh uh, yeah, shit is real as. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. That's just how they get down with it. But yes, sir. So swimming pool installs are off the charts. Really? Everybody oh. trying to get swimming pools right now. Both my neighbors just got swimming pools. Swimming pools. <laughs> really, honestly, you know what industries being in swimming pools and being in uh swing sets. Gy- no, 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 no. Gym equipment. That shit's ah, yeah. off the shelf. Like we can't even get thirty-five pound weights. We can't get them. Like gone. Damn. Amazon's like, hey, it'll be a few months before we deliver. I'm like, damn. But it shows you when people have more time, they they invest in themselves. You know, people are like forget mm-hmm. it. I'm getting shape. You know, or they started getting real fat from the COVID thing. that man, I got to do too. something. <laughs> it just depends. It just shows people's mentality when you have more time. What do you do when you have more time? Some people mm-hmm. get fat. Some people get in shape. Like I seen some of my cars like, hey, man, you got little. Like, oh, man, I've been working out every day. I go to my garage. I jog around. The, you know, I got time. You know? Yeah. But it happens. You know, it just shows what type of personality you have when all this pops off. Man, you could do um, – someone could do a video uh, prison workouts, you know, because <laughs> some prisons, they, they, they don't let you have weights, right? So these guys are creative. Then they'll get like a freaking broomstick put two bags, fill them up with water. They'll be boom, boom. You know, they'll find a way to make some weights. <laughs> people doing it, man, people, man, people getting real creative. You're creating these home gyms, man. You got to yeah. these, this, these day and night. It's just crazy out there. I hope they open up back outside soon, but. You know, I just signed it. up right down the road. Uh, there's a, it's called 24 seven fitness or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's over here by the neighborhood of Walmart and Hearst. It's right down the road. And um, they just don't, um, well, they've been there for a minute, but I, I went in there today. I was like, man, I saw your sign. It says something about, something about, you know, $10 a month kind of thing. 
was like, if I sign up to, and they explained it to me and signing up was like, you know, $40 plus, the, you know, they always try to get you on a, uh, a fee first. And I was like, if I sign up today, like right now, can you waive that fee? And they're like, ah, let me see what I can do. It was like, like a young kid behind the computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, I, I, I'll waive it for you, man. And, um, and so he waived the fee and I just started like, that was today. I was like 10 bucks a month, man. And I can go in there. It's 24 seven. Even when they're not there, I have my own key to get, you know, to get in the thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. My own workouts and stuff. Cause I plan to do it before I go to work. You know what I'm saying? Early in the morning. And, um, and that's the best time to work. Out. So, it is. There'll be nobody in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was just like, it, it brings me to that thing. Like I heard a long time ago, like always ask, you know, for a discount. Fact. And so, cause you, cause most people say, Oh, you know, $40 and then, you know, 10 bucks. And that's not bad. And they'll just pay it, you know, blindly pay it. Nah, man, you got to fight for every penny right now. <laughs> yeah. Always ask. Cause there's always a way, there's always a way to get something knocked off. Right. Yep. Fight for every penny, man. I've been, uh, that's a good way to look at it, man. Cause that's how I've been real aggressive with these house offers. Like how much do I want to put down to get this? And I'll give them a crazy offer. If I only want to put down 10,000, it's 10, 20%. Give them a crazy offer. They'd be like, the hell what's wrong with this dude? Give me that house for 60 K. Let's sit at one twenty. So. Have you ever been able, have you been able to stag one that way yet? No, not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Synergy, keep on doing it. Consistency pays, man. Somebody okay. desperate. And and you have like an agent putting these offers for you? Some of them. Um, and then like ones that are like out of the auction, things like that. You know, I put a number on it that I want. And then if I can get it for that number, I'll get it. Man, okay. I, I'm, the more and more, I really need to get into private money. Because the more yeah. I do these auctions, man, I love auctions. They don't do check. They, you got the cash, here is yours. I love that, man. If you have the capital, it's yours. Like I, I'm really getting into my next book. I think I'm moving up that How to Get Private Money book. I think I'm mm-hmm. moving that up my list. Okay. That, that, that's got to be because, man, I, it, it's so many options when you can get private money, refinance it back, go get the private money again. It, it's, it'll, your wealth will just start booming, boom, boom, boom put you into a new level you know because mm-hmm. my goal is to have and that's why i was saying i might have to get back into arbitraging because you get them at a faster pace but the thing crossword i'm stuck on with arbitraging is i really don't want to arbitrage in dallas because it's like this is a tourist area to me it's like real tour it's not touristy but people who come in here they flying in you know dallas is what that dfw is what the third largest metroplex in the u.s that's mm. You know, so I'm looking yeah. for some rural areas possibly to do some arbitrages, but yeah. nice. Now you speaking of private money, I was I was talking to my friend Dubs today, Warren. Mm-hmm. You met Warren. Um he was in the investment club. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I'm in a tech stream with him and Fick and so I and Ficarelli. he's always Ficarelli, yeah. The player player. But he was uh <laughs> He he's always sending stuff, you know. Hey, check this, check this um, bank that I found, or this this online bank's offering this, this whatever. So I think he's with Ally Bank now, you know, for mm-hmm. his savings. I was like, man, let me ask you something. How what is how much is Ally Bank paying you for keeping your money in the, in the savings? He said, ah, oh, right now they're just like one percent. I'm like, <laughs> let me let me proposition something for you. I said, why don't you put your your money in Bank of Stevie? And I'll give you five percent on your money. <laughs> you know, I was thinking I'm thinking of the terms of the private money way. 
He's like, yeah, I like that. I go, I think about that. You know, I was like, yeah, five, I'll give you five, 5% on it. And, um, annualized, of course, <laughs> you don't want a 5% a month, you know, but I was like, it's, it's better than 1%. Right. He's like, oh, okay. Well, well, they started thinking, well, maybe I can just put it in these bonds or this and that. Mm, okay. Whatever. I was like, well, come at me when you have a better offer. Cause this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. You know, I said, or we can even partner on some deals. Cause I'm thinking of doing some of the, the, you know, the burr strategy, getting the house, you know, paying cash and then re, you know, refinance. We talked about earlier, but I'm, yeah. I'm just starting to get his mind on it and getting people's mind on it, you know, which, you know, why don't we be the banks? We'll pay a better thing and we get to use their money to, to do our deals. That's private money right there. I like how you threw that in there. Like, Hey, how much you getting? You getting 1%. Look, I'll double that. I'll give you 5%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll triple, you know, quadruple that. But I, I like that. Because my, that's one thing I'm focusing on right now. I think I just got some private money too. Um, we're about to come across some private money. We're about to. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing that, man. Because right now, if you can get private money, dude, that's like a. But I think I'm gonna just use it for acquisitions, and then I'll use my lines of credit to rehab, flip it, and give them their money back. You know. So I think right, that's right. Yeah, man. That's smart idea man so we got to start using like the people who are sitting there with one percent interest on their money we got to start using that to our advantage like hey bro i'll give you five i like that man the bank of stevie man we need to do that man the llt bank llt bank that's like, what's I'll up give you, i'll give you five percent go we go make some money for real you just can't pull your money out right now you got to give us a little notice <laughs> llt capital man LL See, there you go, another bucket. <laughs> Write that down in your bucket, LLT Capital, for real. I LLT might start that capital. up. I, uh, man, I will have houses for days, man. I'm telling you, get some houses. Yeah, sorry, we're I'm full. We got too much money already. <laughs> LLT Capital, I'm with it. LLT but yeah, Capital, you know, let's do it, shit. Yeah, I like that idea, man. That's a good idea. I like how you approach it, because that's my thing. I'm like, that's one thing I ain't got comfortable with, asking people for money. Mm-hmm. I got to get comfortable with that. I'm, I can, I can, I'll go undercut somebody on a deal, like on a, you know, I'll offer you something real low on your house, but asking people for money, I got to get, get comfortable with that one. I mean, I feel like even just starting off with like small amounts just to get people comfortable with me, you know what I'm saying? 10,000. Uh, yeah. Five grand, 10 grand. Let me just, yeah. you know, park it with me. I'm doing some things. It'll pay for I just tell them some bullshit. It's paying for some flooring. It's paying for this. And I'll give you your money back with interest, mm-hmm. you know, in a few months. And it's better than the bank and just yeah. get the, Oh man, this is pretty easy. I'm making money doing nothing. You know, yeah. they'll be start thinking, start getting their head going. Yeah. 5% is a good return in the savings account. Oh, Shit. Yeah. You can't get that. I do that, <laughs> you know, but I mean, let's see. And that's the, I'm looking at it. You know, you got to look at it like that. So 10, I'm going to see if I can start. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get like, t- I already got a little private money. I think we got 20, 10 to 20 coming just to try it out and we're going to see if we get how the interest rate we can start negotiating. So yeah, cause private money that after I did this, it's crazy. When you do something, you learn so much cause you learn the mistakes of what you're doing. So like this deal, the mistake I feel like I'm like, man, I should have used somebody else's money. I was like, I should just use mine as backup. I should have used somebody else's money. Even though I'm going to get it back, I ain't tripping too hard, but I'm like, dang, I, but I started to see the process of how slow, you grow doing burr with your own money because now I got to wait six months to refi. Then I got to go look again, you know? So right now I'm closing deals that's on the MLS that ain't as good as the deals I could get, you know? So, but mm. yeah, that, that, that'll be in my testimonial. 
<laughs> That'll be in my testimony. Yeah, because then you could already, yeah, that seasoning process kills. Dude, it does, man. Yeah, well. So what's up with um, Will and Jada Smith? I ain't heard about it. <laughs> Sorry, just bringing some random topic up. <laughs> no, I ain't heard about it. Yeah. I guess they kind of have an open relationship. I don't know. Nah. Some crazy going on. But, dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird segue, right? It was on my yeah. list of things. Oh, oh, one thing that one thing that you had told me, and you were, and you said you you know you kind of got the micro rule of three going on. You do three, you accomplish three things in a mm-hmm. given day, so you won't just be like you know go crazy with trying to do a hundred different things every day. Mm-hmm. And so I said like, that's pretty cool. And I, and I heard like on the Tim Ferriss podcast, he was interviewing um he's Wolverine, the the guy that plays Wolverine, um, mm-hmm. Jack uh, Hugh Jackman, but. It was either him or someone else, but anyways, it doesn't matter. And this guy, this guy, it wasn't huge. It was it was a guy that brought up, you know. He said, "How do you?" He, and, and and Tim Ferriss was asking him, you know, so you've accomplished this, this, this. How do you go at such a? It seems like a breakneck, uh, breakneck speed to to accomplish all these things. And he's like, he goes, "You've heard of the rule of eighty-five percent?" And he's like, "I kind of, I kind of, you know, sounds familiar." And he goes, "Well, the rule of eighty-five percent is kind of like." If you maintain like a, you know you, you don't you don't go at a hundred percent you don't go lower you go like around by eighty five percent you accomplish a lot a lot more and where it came from he goes there were it was you know you remember you know Carl Lewis the sprinter the runner mm-hmm. Carl Lewis how he was I mean he's one of the most successful track stars of all time and he um he said someone was studying him is like how is he just you know how is he doing this it doesn't it looks effortless you know how he's running against these other you know other guys and just winning. And he goes, and he, st- and he started studying. He goes, okay, I'm, I'm uh, different parts of the track, right? Where he's, where he, what speed, you know, what he's doing. And so like, in the front end, middle end, back end, he goes, he said he's doing everything exactly the same the whole way around. Where these guys, you know, try to save it for the end and they're huffing, they're in the, you know, huffing and puffing, get all out of crazy, trying to just, and then he just blows by them like nothing, you know, just goes right past them. But he just, because he didn't do, he didn't try to come out of the gate doing a hundred percent, you know, mm-hmm. and he didn't save it, you know, go, you know, fifty percent and then save it for a hundred percent at the end. Eighty-five percent the whole time for time, eighty-five percent of what he can do the whole time, and he just freaking blows. Consistency always wins, man. Exactly, and I thought about that rule of three. I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. That reminded me of the eighty-five percent rule. You know, yeah. you don't want to yeah. start off in a dead sprint because then you freaking collapse. You won't even finish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it is. 20, what is it? 20% of the work you put in brings in 80% of the results. The 80-20 rule. Right up. It does, man. Like, like it was crazy because me and Mahogany, we met up with one of her mentors while we were in Miami. Real successful dude. Dude's like living in, he overlooks the Miami beach from his place, man. Dope, man. We were talking to him and we were just talking about business growth, man. It was just like, and after I had that conversation, how we were talking about business growth, things to grow your business. I immediately wanted to go home. I'm like, damn, I got to implement this shit. It's like, damn, you know, uh, but what it taught me was what me and Mahogany decided was all the vacations we're going to do. We're going to make sure we vacation somewhere where we can meet people that are in that. We're not meet people. We'll meet the people that we have met on the internet who are in business with us. I'm like, man, we got to meet these people. Cause the last time, every time we go to Miami, we meet some hustlers. Last time we went, we met Kim and Ann. That was cool. They hustle all the time. Oh man. Then we met, Mahogany's mentor. It was like, it was dope, man. It was dope. Um, yeah. So whenever I vacation, I'm gonna start making my vacations like 
business vacations. You know, I'll go sit on Miami and learn how to grow my business. That's, I can love that, you know. <laughs> it's good to mix business with pleasure sometimes. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you can write it off, too. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. That's the best part. You can write it off. Education. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I was supposed to go to the Bigger Pockets Conference, but they canceled it. So I got to get my money back from that. So $1,400. $1,400? That's how much the tickets are? Seven hundred, but me and Mahogany both were going, so it's gonna be four. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, so I was like, man, that would have been a real good networking event. I was so ready for that. Mm. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, that's all good. COVID squashed that shit. Yeah, COVID squashed it. But with you know, with adversity, many opportunities. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, a lot of people. It's still ways to network. You know, been doing like mastermind calls every week just to keep me give you that extra push, extra motivation, you know, there's so many ways to stay motivated. You know, you just got to find them. So. Yeah. You know, I, and reaching out, like I said, that house in Grand Prairie, I was trying to get, and I still might get it. I don't know what's going on with that financing with them, but I, a couple of things came out of it. I was like, you know, you kind of can with the, with the Facebook thing, reach out to the opposing agent, try to, you know, get the, get the dirt, get the down and dirty. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, um, and also, you can come up with creative shit. Because like, I was thinking, you know, I was going to reach out to the agent. If those people can't buy the house, you know, that sucks for them. You know, they're you know, they trying to buy it and they can't buy it. But send them my way. I'll, I'll rent it out to them. <laughs> I was just instantly thinking that. And perhaps I could even, you know, owner, owner finance that house to them. You know what I'm saying? And just these ideas are coming to me because they really wanted that house. I was like, I'll let them stay there, you know, you know, four or five years, rent it from me, get their credit right, and then they can buy it from me. It's going to be a higher price, but they can still buy it from me, owner finance. There's, yeah. With the house in Grand Prairie, would you do a long-term or a short-term? You know, I was, I was thinking, starting it long-term just to get through all this mess and then switching it to a, to a short-term, you know, because I don't know when all the stuff's going to come back here. All the games it, would, and Now, question. Do you know anyone who has a vacant long term during this time, and how long has it been vacant? Do I know anybody? I don't know anybody offhand. No, that's what, what I was thinking though. Because when I when that because when that when that vacancy hit me, I was like, "Dang, I wonder if people are renting right now." So I was like, "Forget it. I ain't about to find. I'm gonna just try to find a nurse real quick. Got him real quick and got him in." But I was like, "Cause even on Turbo Tenant." When I put that one bed, one bath condo up, I still haven't got any hits. Now my other places, like in Arkansas, they got hits on Turbo Tenant, so people are still looking for places. But I, I didn't get no hits. You get no hits here. Mm-mm. I think a, I think a three-two house. Yeah, but a three-two is always gonna, it's always gonna rent pretty good. For real, I think but so. I, I don't know. This area. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, man, I was wondering because that, that's what started going. I'm like, man, I wonder if a three-two, maybe it's too small. But like the nurses, they came through. I got. Four nurses hit me up today. I was like, damn. So the nurses are traveling, you know. Oh, yeah. We need them right now. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> you know. So I was like, man, I could make possibly, you know, having a one bad, one bath condo ain't bad right now. There's definitely a lot of traction for it. Yeah, that's the thing. I, yeah, I never thought of that. You know, then, then that's what, um, as Sarah, Sarah was telling, you know, that's what she, she swears by the one bedroom, right? She's all about the one bedroom, one bath, right? Really? The Sarah Doan um, SDT. Yeah, but like right now, though? That's what she has mostly is one bedrooms. That's what she was telling us on the show. 
who else was on came on the show and they're, they're all about one bedrooms i think uh what's his name from a long time the san diego hustler guy what's his name uh the guy out of san diego he puts all those videos on on instagram every five minutes oh hey, chris thomas yeah 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 he was all about the one bedrooms too but like but like they're doing one bedrooms right now in this climate because like right now i mean unless the, i mean i could be wrong but my yeah. only thinking about one bedrooms is they're saturated unless you are doing something completely different. Oh, I remember her saying she does experiences in them, right? Like romance packages and things like oh, that. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does that's do okay. That too. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They get a, a COVID uh, romance package. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> COVID that's, getaway. Yeah. See, and Alvin does that. Alvin Cavalier, he, he does that. See, so yeah, that's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah, the one bedroom, one bath, romance package, you know. Leave a little condoms on the bed, whatever you got to do. You, <laughs> you can pop it off. <laughs> Put some masks there for them if they want to be really sick. <laughs> Funny thing is, man, the Airbnb story. I haven't told one in a while. So uh, two nights ago, I had, I guess so, I had somebody that booked for one night. And they had booked for one night, and it was her. She told me it was her, her boyfriend, and the, their kid. I was like, whatever, they booked for one night. So, like, the next day, no, the day, two days after, they had already checked out. My, my cleaner called me, and she was like, you know those people who were there, like, two days ago? I was like, yeah. I'm like, they take anything? Or She goes, no, 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 no. She goes, I kind of think they had an orgy in your house. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, how do, you, how do you know this? And the reason I'm laughing because the person telling me this is my mom. So, uh. I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, she's like, look. When we walked in the house, she goes, nothing was touched. She goes, I'm talking the front. She goes, dishes weren't touched. The up front, she goes, it didn't even look like they sat on the couch. I'm like, for real? She was like, yeah. She goes, now we went to the rooms, all three beds used, liquid all over the beds. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) She was like, I'm like, oh, she was like, oh, yeah, I had to make sure I put on gloves. (laughs) Smell like (laughs) Budusi. And I was like, damn, but she was like, I was like, but then I thought about it. I'm like, hold on. So I went back and checked the reservation. I was like, that possibly could have happened. I'm like, one night stays, and it was the same day. It was the same day booking for one night. I was like, oh yeah, that that more than likely that's what popped off. But hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. Good Airbnb story. I haven't told one in a while. Man. <laughs> Those stories crack you up every time. Like, damn, what kind of people are Freaky deaky. Yeah, one of them asked. Did you see Nor? Oh, you're not in the group, man. The Airbnb professional host group, man. What happened? <laughs> if you're in the Airbnb professional host group or Airbnb automated group, just go- when next time you're in there, just search Norman Hamilton. His post, man. He had a post where these people invited him. They were, this lady was like, "Hey, Norman." Uh, do you like to? No, no, no. The guy was like, "Hey, would you like to join me and my wife for a threesome?" No, 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 male on male action. I was like, "Bro, who are these people, bro?" Airbnb guests are wild, bro. That is. Oh man. <laughs> and then the part that tripped me out, he, the guy wrote like, "Yeah, no male on male action, none of that." But yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, setting the ground rules, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, people. Yeah, yeah, but if you're in the Airbnb automated group, yeah, just type in normal Hamilton. He, he posts some. Ah, like I, bet the comments, I bet the comments were on fire. On oh, that. dude, the comments, <laughs> man. I just went there for the comments. That's They're probably true. some dudes like, well, the no deal. <laughs> <laughs> so most people were writing like, uh, what most people were writing like, uh, what are they writing? They're like, uh, well, did, did he show what his wife looked like? I was <laughs> like, these people are crazy, man. People are crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good. This is a good, perfect spot to end it right here, man. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> wild ass Airbnb <laughs> stories, man. This is what we do: edutainment, as you say, edutainment. edutainment. Yeah. yeah but yeah, so we, wild, wild stuff. So we are live, let thrive. We appreciate y'all for listening. Yeah, yeah, appreciate y'all for listening, man. Uh, definitely check us out on Instagram. We about to get on TikTok. TikTok, man. That, oh, last ending story. If you want to get 100 direct bookings, if you follow my Instagram page, I've told you who to follow. Follow the In Between Texas. Um, I'm going to try to get them on the podcast. They are at T-H-E-V-N-I-N-N between T-X. They follow them on TikTok and Instagram. They have built a 100%, almost, I think they said 80 to 100% direct bookings through using TikTok. They have over 70,000 followers on TikTok and they just used it by simply promoting their places on TikTok. And man, they got direct bookings. It, it is, well, that is the way to go. TikTok, if you really, yeah, we got, I got to learn how to do TikTok. I need to find a Gen Z or somebody that knows how to do TikTok so I can get with it. But yeah, TikTok's the way to go if you want direct bookings. Uh, Facebook had a chance to buy them for cheap back in the day. They didn't do it. Now they're going to take them down. <laughs> I think I think TikTok's direct. I don't know if it's direct, but TikTok and Instagram, man. I think that that Instagram crowd's TikToking. They about to be TikToking. So yeah, TikToks. If you want to, yeah, that's the tip of the day. You know, I always try to give a tip, but yeah, check them out. And I'm about to follow their exact plan on how they got the direct bookings and what they post. Damn it, I gotta give me a TikTok now. Yeah, I, I, I just created one. But yeah, man, that's the stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you for. Supporting LLT. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Tik. Well, I ain't. Uh, yeah, we will get a TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. All that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, Instagram. We're heavy, heavy active on there. And uh, thank y'all for being listeners. Remember, subscribe on YouTube. Leave a like on YouTube. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. LLT awesome. is out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.